Welcome to Preston Super Show NFL Week 17 picks, and it's a full slate, action-packed this week. Starting tonight, the New York Jets versus Cleveland Browns in the 6-9 New York Jets take on the Cleveland Browns, who have improved their record to 10-5 with Joe Flacco at the helm. This game takes place in the Cleveland Browns Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. Going to be a frigid game with temperatures in the mid-30s. Cleveland is the minus 7.5 favorite on the spread. The total is set at 34.5. Right away, I can tell you the star player in this game to look out for from the Cleveland Browns side is Amari Cooper. On the flip side, for the New York Jets running the ball is Brees Hall. When you look at the spread, the Jets have a lot of value. I actually prefer the Jets on the spread, but I think the best bet is in the over. Joe Flacco will get this offense going, even though the Jets' defense has been stingier in recent weeks. My pick to win this game is the Cleveland Browns, and I believe they do it with their offense firing on all cylinders. Running the ball has been a little bit suspect for the Browns, but count on the receiving core and their big tight end Njoku to put on a big performance. And let's not forget how good their defense really is. The New York Jets are 6-9, and nine, and even if they won out, they're still in the negative for this season. I think they start strong, but the finishing team, the team that really gets it done, is the Cleveland Browns. And I think they look pretty good doing it. On Saturday, the NFL wants us to watch the Detroit Lions, who are 11-4, take on the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. The Cowboys have got the record to 10-5, and and are the probably the best team at home, in my opinion. Now, I look at this Detroit Lions as a very hungry team, but as soon as they get on the road, they just, you know, they're kind of like a, a lion that, you know, eats a little bit, and then they go back and sit down, and they're like, oh, I'm kind of full. No, I'm kind of full. I'll, I'll come back later, though. And then the fourth quarter, you get a little rally, and it's like, uh, maybe. Six times it worked. Two times it didn't. And I have to say, I think everything is going to kind of fall in place here for the Cowboys. I feel like their fans are going to be really happy. I feel like there's a lot of happiness, you know? He's kind of just like, man, nah. man. Nah. Then you see the Detroit Lions come in there, and you kind of are like, well, give me something. I need, I need a reason to root for you here. Because I really don't want to. But, but give me a reason. So they have six points on the spread. Uh, I like that better than minus six for the Cowboys. We're kind of like due to, you know, kind of put up a dud here at home. I think the over will, I think it goes over, over 53 and a half. Cowboys win and uh, the Lions cover the spread. I like it at six and a half. Six 
mm, you might want the half point. Take the half point. Find the half point. Wait for the half point. Six and a half is the ticket there. Or if you're doing a teaser ticket, then you you can get another, you know, seven points. If, you, if that's a, the way you want to roll it. Or up to ten points if you add something else that we talk about later here. But 53 and a half for the over on the on this Dallas uh, field is with that Mike McCarthy offense. Yeah, uh, I, be, I believe they could get that on the Cowboys side. And then, like I said, the Lions are going to play that, you know, up-tempo offense with Jared Goff. It's, it's like this guy's getting this team to the line and getting this thing going. And then they have a bunch of talent just all around this team. So I'm really impressed with actually both of these teams right now. Saturday game, so that is kind of like the little bit of a dark cloud there hanging over that total, but I still think they get there because, you know, I feel like the Cowboys at home and the Lions on the road, the Lions are feeling good. They just won the division. Um, But this game is really important for them. But I just think the Cowboys will have a little bit more here at home. And... You know, the fans being in it is going to help. I think it's it's a little bit deeper than that. I just think overall the Cowboys have shown you at home that they're, you know, they're not very fallible. So uh, Detroit Lions on the spread is a very good alternative option. I like that. But the Cowboys win this one. Next game... Very interesting game, but I believe I have it figured out, to be honest with you. The New England Patriots are up against the Buffalo Bills. The Patriots are a 4-11 team, and the Buffalo Bills are 9-6. The Bills are at home in this one, and the total is 40.5. The Patriots are the plus 13 underdogs. The Buffalo Bills are the minus 800 favorites. So what I really like about this game is just Josh Allen to slice up that Patriots secondary, to be honest with you. I think he's just going to slice and dice all day because after so long, that Patriots defense cannot run with these Bills receivers and tight ends and it's going to come to you know like kind of like a boiling point there so I love the over at 40 and a half I think that is the best place to absolutely be and Josh Allen will you know he be able to not only find his receivers he can also run and he can show you that he can get it done with his legs as well And the Patriots, they've just struggled down the stretch. Early in the year, the group was tighter, but now they've kind of packed it in. 4-11 team. The Bills are 9-6, playing for, you know, their playoff lives. And I think that's kind of the theme of this game. But Stephon Diggs will catch a touchdown in this game, no doubt, for the anytime touchdown score. 
Well, Justin Fields can say hello to his new team. The Atlanta Falcons are up in Chicago to play the Bears. The Falcons are 7-8, and eight, fighting for their playoff lives. And the Chicago Bears are 6-9, and nine, fighting for their dignity. But they're actually 4-3 and three at home. And the Falcons are 2-5 and five when they hit the road. The Falcons aren't traveling well. The defense isn't traveling. And the Bears have every reason to go out there and open up a can of whoop-ass. And I think that's what's going to happen for the Bears this week. I think they're going to go out there and open up a can of whoop-ass on the Falcons. And the Falcons aren't going to know what hit them. And Taylor Heineke isn't going to save the, uh, this Falcons team. Granted, Drake London and some of this talent with B. John Robinson coming out of the backfield is so underutilized in Atlanta. It is sickening. I think, to be honest, the most, uh, the fan base has probably been the most downed, probably let down besides the Bills and Vikings, I think is the Falcons. I think they've definitely been let down just so much. And I feel like here's another letdown spot for them. And the Bears don't care about that. The Bears are coming to win a football game. But I think behind the scenes, oh, absolutely. The Falcons, uh, it's, it's been disgusting in the, in the modern day how, how this team's gone about business. 37 and a half is the total. And the Bears are the favorites, minus three on the spread. So, to be honest with you, I like the over as the best bet. Bears win. Justin Fields uh, will be playing for the Falcons next year, in my belief. Colts fans have definitely had their stomachs twisted in a knot. I know that this holiday season has been brutal for some fans. These This Colts team is, is just like, how do you have a winning record? How? And the Raiders almost getting a 500. Now, that's actually, I believe that. That's believable because, you know, at this point, it's just a circus. So the Raiders are a 7-8 and eight team on the road here playing against the Colts. And the Raiders, I think their defense feels great. I do. I feel, I feel like the Raiders' defense feels great. The total's at 43 and a half. And the Raiders are the plus three and a half dogs here. The Colts are minus 190 on the old slop slammer. And uh, I think the Raiders, for all intents and purposes, can make a run in this game and uh, cover that spread because the Colts' defense is just not holding anybody uh, right at this point in time so I do believe that Aiden O'Connell is not that as bad as he played last week even though he played awful um, and if he does get, if he doesn't get the go I will be surprised if they throw somebody else in there so I definitely am picking the Colts to win because I think there's still something left in the tank for Gardner Minshew and Minshew mania and I do feel like the Colts offense has just a ton of weapons Michael Pittman Pierce Moss I mean come on get it going 
Now, I understand the offensive line has been under a lot of pressure. And, and that has been... It's been tough to see because it's like, wow, can you guys hold anybody? You know what I mean? Like, not hold them, but like, just hold them a, a, a little bit longer. So, Garner can, you know, get something done here. But I feel like overall, the Colts win this game. The bit, the number one player to look for here is um, Pittman Jr. If he does play, it's questionable. But if he plays, he's the number one player to look for. And then on the other side for the Raiders, I, I really think Michael Mayer is, is really good. If he goes, I think he will score a touchdown. And if he doesn't get the touchdown, he's at least going to have quite a bit of receiving yards in this game. Then you look at Josh Jacobs running the ball. Ed, he's questionable coming into this game, but he's the leading rusher for the Raiders. But he's a producer, and I don't feel like he's like produced the way he's wanted to. So if, if he comes and plays, he's going to play mean. Um, and yeah, I just feel like through the air, overall, the Raiders can, you know, gain some ground here against this Colts team. They just need the quarterback to settle down. I mean, it's easier said than done, but uh, I mean, this is the guy getting paid to do it. So the Raiders on the spread, I like it, plus three and a half. Total, 43 and a half. I like the under there. And I do think that it's a low-scoring affair. Pretty game in the dome. I feel like the script is in motion now. Here comes Tyrod Taylor. Insert him into the Giants. Possibly playing for a job. Not for the Giants, but like, hey, here's my resume. Uh, there's a couple other teams that need quarterbacks. Go out and win a game. Go beat a team that's actually playing hard, playing for something. Here's this opportunity against the Los Angeles Rams, who are having a feel-good moment. They're having a little bit of a feel-good story, and, and I like that for them. But this isn't the time for feel-good stories. This is about to be playoff time. NFL Week 17. This is time for the elite players to show themselves. So we're going to see who's elite. Now, Cooper Cup's been banged up. So whether he plays or not, I think his impact is... It's not as big as, as it could be if he was fully healthy. So they got Puka Nukua. Well, the Giants know that, so there's the double-team effect. Now, then they have... Our running back right now is having a, some some breakout games, Kyron Williams, and he's put himself together a good resume with 208 carries, 1,057 yards rushing, and nine touchdowns. And I actually, I really, you know, appreciate this gentleman here and what he's been able to do. Matthew Stafford is really impressive this year because he started off sluggish but now he's turned into the hunter right he, he it looked like he was being the hunted by the defenses and now he's the hunter he's just picking apart defenses so I think it's a little bit tough in the Meadowlands for this Rams team and I think ultimately they will falter here 
Rams minus five and a half favorites. I like the Giants on the spread. The total at 44 and a half. I really appreciate the under in this game. I don't think the Rams get off. I don't think they have that type of performance. I think the performance sputters out. Now, what I would say is that in that first half, the Rams will try to pull out some of their best plays to get some points on the board and look really good here. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cardinals are 3-12. The Philadelphia Eagles are 11-4 on the season. Philadelphia is minus 10.5 on the spread, and the total is at 48.5. And the Arizona Cardinals look like a bunch of guys in the woods that can't get a fire started. Let's be real. I mean, they went into Chicago, and it just looked like they went headfirst into the dirt like an ostrich. They couldn't get this thing figured out for the, for the sake of their freaking sanity. You could tell Kyler Murray was frustrated. He wasn't even drinking the, the Gatorade. That You know you're mad. You're not even drinking the Gatorade. He was mad. Now in this game, you got to come into Philly. Those fans don't care. They're, they're freaking saying everything they can to you. And yeah, Philly's going to pull this game out and win. Jalen Hurts, you know, when when he's on, he's on. And no matter what you think about him, he's a really good quarterback. He's the player to watch in this game because whoever's in there, he can get the ball to and elevate their game. He's one of those type of players, in my opinion. 20, 20 touchdowns to 13 interception ratio, 3,636 yards. But the thing is, he likes to run the ball in, so he's not getting those passing touchdowns you're seeing that other quarterbacks are getting because of when they get to the goal line, how he rushes the ball in. So overall, the total at 48 and a half, I don't like. I, I believe under is the perfect bet. Cardinals uh, will not cover the plus 10 and a half. Eagles, Eagles will get back to their form that they were playing at as the playoffs are nearing. And the Eagles will cover that minus 10 and a half, that big number. They'll cover that. Um, they're possibly going to have Slay in this game, playing Morrow at linebacker and Cunningham at linebacker. But Slay back at cornerback will really help this team uh, seal the deal. And I would be looking for Swift to go over his 1,000-yard mark on the year five touchdowns on this season with 216 carries. So expect him to break the thousand yard rushing mark in this game as the Eagles cruise to a victory. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are seven and eight and the Buccaneers are eight and seven and they're both fighting for their playoff lives. The Buccaneers have the benefit of playing another game at home, and they're on a streak right now. Here at Raymond James Stadium, Baker Mayfield played some of his best ball. 
four and three home team. Saints are three and five on the road. The number one player to look out for is Mike Evans in this game. But Rashad White running the football, 242 carries, 873 yards, and six touchdowns this season. Expect him to go well over the 1,000-yard rushing mark in this game. So I believe he will easily pick up that 127 yards. Now, when I look at the New Orleans Saints, they're a team that can surprise when they get on the road. Sometimes they're kind of in their heads when they're at home. And that's what I was, you know, really understanding about the sports psychology. So, minus two and a half for Tampa Bay Buccaneers is not a good spot. The total at 42 and a half um, tells me that this game could be low scoring. And I do think that that's possible. Uh, and it really comes down to the weather. And I think this game is supposed to have pretty good weather in the upper 60s even. So I expect this game to actually go over 42 and a half. That would be good to take now as my best bet. And if this Saints team is even somewhat healthy, they can move the ball against that Buccaneers defense because the Buccaneers defense is not doing anything to, like, super impress anybody. Jacksonville was down in the dirt. Green Bay couldn't stop them. And every other game was close. So for New Orleans... I like them on the spread, plus two and a half. But the best bet is the over, 42 and a half. That's the only bet you need in this game. Now, for a winner, I do think Tampa Bay wins this game. I have to give them that respect. And they're a 4-3 and three team at home. Baker Mayfield playing for a big, big money, big money contract. I don't think the Saints believe in Derek Carr as much as he wants them to. And it's going to cause a little bit of frustration, um, especially running the football with Kamara has just fallen short this year, to say the least. And I look at this Buccaneers team as a team that's actually kind of built to challenge some of the better teams, um, the way they're structured. I just worry about their defense late in games. So Saints, keep it close. But no late game. Heroics from the Buccaneers at home make sure they win and the Saints will not go to the playoffs this year. 49ers versus the Washington Commanders. And San Francisco has been on shaky ground. And I actually am not a fan of how they've responded to their quarterback and how their co their coach has been acting about it. 11-4 49ers team that's still super dangerous. Uh, Commanders are 40-11. They're not playing for anything. Like, pride. That's about it. Home At home, played for pride. Total at 49.5. I like the under. And, um... I, I don't think the Commanders will do much in this game. As much as I want them to, it's much easier for the 49ers to, to groove right now. 
Um, even on the road, we know the 49ers, you know, Brock Purdy's not been great on the road, but uh, we know the 49ers are a team that's in a much better position right now. And uh, they're in a great spot to still finish out this season pretty strong here. So if they do play uh, Purdy, just keep Purdy in there, I think it's an easy win, slam dunk. But I'm going to take Washington on the spread plus 13 dogs as my best bet here. I think it goes under. It's an under type of day here uh, at Washington at Washington Field and at FedEx Field, honestly. Um, I think the commander's defense will kind of just let this one go by the wayside and the 49ers just cruise. There's, you know, it's, I don't see the fight with this team. I, I think they, the, the late game rallies here and there are nice, but that's not, that's not what you want to see at a 4-11 team, 1-5 at home. No, I, I like the 49ers to come in here and win. Total goes under, and uh, the commanders cover the spread, plus 13, because I, I do like Jacoby Brissett, a quarterback for them to finish out the year. I just don't think he's going to get them a win here. Next game up is a little bit easier. Should be really nothing easy in the NFL. Carolina Panthers are 2-13 and on the road. Just going down south a little bit to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's all they're doing. 8-7 and Jaguars. 3-5 and home team are the Jaguars, who are the favorites in this game because the Panthers haven't won a road game. Jaguars are minus six and a half, total to 37 and a half. Actually, like the Panthers on the spread, keep it close. They'll they'll get the run game going against Jacksonville. They'll be able to pass the ball against Jacksonville. Uh, total will go over 37 and a half. Panthers cover the spread. Trevor Lawrence gets this Jaguars team back on track and they win. They go to nine and seven. It's an important game for them, believe it or not. And the Panthers are going to try to do everything they can once again, like they did against the Packers. And they'll, you know what I mean? They'll wear themselves out building for next year with uh, Bryce Young. Because I expect a lot of those guys to be around for the Panthers next year and them to be a little bit better. They're playing with some fire. They're just not going to, they're not winning. They're, they haven't figured out how to win football games. The Jaguars have. And I believe at home, they will figure it out. But the Panthers cover that. I mean, it's not a big win. Four points at the most, the Jaguars won by. So Panthers cover plus six and a half. Beautiful spot. Total goes over 37 and a half. Easy. The Miami Dolphins take on the Baltimore Ravens. And the Miami Dolphins are 11-4. and four. The Baltimore Ravens are 12-3. and three. The Baltimore Ravens are minus 3.5. The total is set at 47.5. The Miami Dolphins are going to look to try to put it on this Ravens team, but they're going to struggle to do that. This Ravens defense is strong. They're built tough. And uh, this look, this Ravens offense with Lamar Jackson is kind of having a, a moment. And I don't want to build too much into the vibe or the feeling, 
because they got to finish out the season strong. Dolphins know what happens if they win this game. But a 12-5 and Ravens team that's been really good at home, and the Dolphins team that's 11-4, and kind of mid on the road. I like the Ravens to win this game. Um, I also like them to help push this total over with the Dolphins. Total goes over 47 and a half. There's just too much <clears throat> firepower for this not to go over. But I do think the Dolphins will keep it, you know, close, but uh, Ravens cover the spread because it's going to be like at least six points the Ravens win this by. There's just a little bit too much uh, talent on that Ravens defense that, you know, I think everybody underestimated and they're showing that they have a pretty good defense and they're going to make it a little bit tough for this Dolphins team to play the style of football they want. So give me the Ravens to win this game. Lamar Jackson, great performance. Zay Flowers, player to watch here. Next game up, the Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. This one at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Houston Texans are minus five favorites on the spread. Total set at 43 and a half. Here comes C.J. Stroud, possibly coming back in this game. And they really need him, the Texans do. You could tell they do. Mills is, you know, not the guy. Keenum's not the guy. So they need Stroud. And he's questionable coming in here. So to give you a straight up pick, I think the Texans win. I believe Stroud will play. Uh, looking at the Tennessee Titans with Tannehill in there, I think they have a better chance. But their season is in the tubes. They're 5-10, and 10 and on the road they're 1-6. I don't think they're going to have much fight in this game. So I like the Texans to win, cover the spread at minus 5. It's went from minus 3.5 to minus 5. So it's leaving the train station. And the total at 43.5. In this game, I actually like the over. I think it goes over that total. Um, it's going to be controlled temperature um, if it was a bad day anyways, so it doesn't matter. So on this field, I anticipate the Titans offense to be able to move the ball, but the Houston Texans will put up a lot of points here at home um, on their way to the playoffs. Eight and seven team that's still in position to control their destiny if they went out. Eight and seven Houston Texans, five and three at home. They're gonna add another one, another notch to their belt. Look out for Singletary running the ball. Nico Collins getting back on track. He's my player to watch in this game. I think he has a huge day. But I also think Derrick Henry has a over 100 yards in this game. Next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers are up in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Steelers have found themselves at 8-7 through everything they've gone through, like a lot of teams have gone through a lot. Uh, so they're in, they, they share some company there. The Seahawks have also had some struggles, some trials and tribulations, some quarterback controversy. 8-7 Seahawks team at home, though. Minus 3.5 favorites total is at 41.5. Seahawks are the minus 175 
favorites at the, as a money line here. And this is at Lumen Field, 12th man. Weather should be decent. If it does rain, I wouldn't be surprised. Geno Smith, at quarterback, I like better for the Seahawks. He deserves his time to shine. And then running the ball with Kenneth Walker, I prefer over Najee Harris any day. Um, it, it, yes, Najee Harris has a little bit more yards running, but that's because the Seahawks have had this problem where they haven't been able to kind of be disciplined enough to get him the ball. And he has less carries than Harris does, but he has more touchdowns than Najee Harris. So, right, you know, there's, there's a little bit of that, that as well. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are just still a team that's waiting to get beat by a better team. And I think the Seahawks are a better team. Minus three and a half. I like the um, Steelers to help keep this total under. But Seahawks have too much firepower on offense to be contained all game. They're going to win this game. Um, I don't like that money line that much, but I do think it goes under the total. And uh, Seahawks minus three and a half is actually what I prefer more on the spread. But Seahawks win. Um, I don't have a bet in that game. I, I would be looking at a prop for you, and I'd be looking at Tyler Lockett over on his receiving yards and uh, Metcalf to have an anytime touchdown score. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers face the Denver Broncos. The Chargers are 5-10. The Broncos are 7-8. Denver comes into this game as a minus 3.5 favorite. And the totals, uh, total here is 37.5. Russell Wilson supposedly going to the bench. But this Broncos team still has a lot of firepower. Chargers really just don't have anything. They're not showing me any heart. Um, it sucks. It's, I knew as soon as Mike Williams went down <clears throat> that their season was done. And I was right. 5-10 and ten Chargers team. 3-4 and four on the road. Tough to play in mile high this time of year. Um, Broncos will win. 7-8 Broncos team will get to 500. With or without Russell Wilson. Player to watch in this game is actually, in my opinion, Jerry Judy. He's due for a huge game. And I think sometimes it takes another quarterback to come in and get that guy that they just have that's really good going. And I think that's this type of game. Broncos win. Total stays under 37.5, believe it or not. And Denver minus 3.5 covers. But uh, the Broncos here being a money line favorite is a good spot. That would be my probably personal favorite spot is Broncos minus 195. You don't get a lot of value there, but I but I do think they're that's like the right call. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Cincinnati Bengals take on the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bengals are 8 and 7, Chiefs are 9 and 6. The Chiefs are falling apart a little bit here. And they're worrying me. And this Bengals team kind of just fell apart at the last minute. 
And now I'm not so sure about them either. So this was like a weird game, right? Like, here's the Chiefs at home again. You know, I don't believe in two letdowns in a row for the Chiefs. That's where I'm at with them. Like, they didn't look good, but the Bengals' defense is kind of, you know, mid. I'm not that impressed with their defense. Um, They just let too much go by. Now, I do think this is a game they can mix it up, make it a little bit dirty. So, I love the Bengals on the spread at plus 7. Total goes under 44.5. Chiefs win. Chiefs win this game. It doesn't matter who they have in there. The Chiefs will win. It's Arrowhead Stadium. They're not going to have two letdowns in a row here. Um, They're still needing to win this game to go to the playoffs. They'll pull together. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will hook up for a touchdown. That would be my best bet. But I do like the Bengals to cover the spread because I do think that with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they have enough to get this done. And then Joe Mixon can't get going against that Chiefs defense. Last game, the final hoorah. Green Bay Packers, my Green Bay Packers take on the Minnesota Vikings and they're playing up in Minnesota and it's in the dome minus two Vikings here are the favorites but they, they're a letdown team total at 46 and a half I love the Packers in this game, I can't lie because they've been doubted enough they, they got some guys that have, have, you know, had some problems with the team. Maybe there's a problem with the management, whatever. But the total at 46 and a half, I actually like this game to go over because the Packers defense won't stop this Vikings team until late in the game. And then for the Vikings, I'm not impressed with them uh, because they're 2-5 and five at home. Seven, same record, seven and eight teams. Packers are three and five away. Had to play a lot of away games, but they've found ways to win, and I do believe they find a way to win. Um, great value with the Packers here on the money line, plus 110. That's my best bet. Plus two for people who are a little bit unsure. Um, I would just be on that money line, plus 110. Total goes over because the Packers defense won't slow them down. But what uh, will happen is they will outpace this Vikings offense. So I do think that total over is no problem. And then plus 110, slam dunk Packers win. They'll clear that total. They just need a little bit of help from the Vikings to help clear that total. So that's my final pick for you on the NFL Week 17 slate, 16 picks and predictions for you. All types of good fantasy nuggets and projections I've discussed with you. Did it quicker and better than anybody in the business. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Preston's Super Show. Good night and God bless. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Palms, 37.4 KJV.